Welcome to episode two of the Into the Wee Hours podcast. My name is Sarah Pendergrass and I am here with my all-round awesome human friend, Kristen Borton. What an intro. <laughs> I made you a human friend. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a dog friend. I mean, I guess I am like a dog friend, but I'm glad to be human this time. <laughs> so after that really killer start, <laughs> we are back for our second episode. Um, in our first episode, Kristen interviewed me to give a little bit of background about me as a human. And the idea this time is I am going to be interviewing you, Kristen. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm not one to talk about myself, so I am honestly a little nervous to have got the floor a little bit, but I feel much more comfortable because I'm with you, obviously. We've got a, a nice, at least, background of friendship that I don't feel too awkward, but... I'll try and keep the questions pretty easy for you. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing if I can find out some new stuff about you as well. We definitely found out some cool things about you in the first uh, first episode. So, yeah. yeah well, I trust there's going to be some cool stuff with you as well. So I think I'm going to start off with some lightning questions since you threw those on me. Now, I wrote my own independently of you, but there's a little bit of crossover with some and then some different ones as well. Okay. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, you're a little bit more mean. (laughs) So we're going to start off with a similar one. What is your beverage of choice? Oh, good. (laughs) Was that both of our intro, like, lightning round questions? There we go. We went straight to the drinks. (laughs) Welcome to our adventure podcast. (laughs) I uh, have gone through different waves. I'm currently definitely deep into a gin uh, gin and soda phase at the moment, just lightly with a bit of lime. So we are obviously recording on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, Any locals, head up to Pomona Distillery and grab one of their pink gins. Had that last night just to uh, calm the nerves. That is good. That's my drink of choice at the moment. But I went through a big beer stage. I went through a bit of a wine stage. So whether this uh, gin and soda thing lasts for a while, I I don't know. But right now I'm really into gin. (laughs) I love it. I'll have to check it out. I've not been up to Pomona yet. So that's going to be cool. And you live very close to a brewery as well. So all in all. I know. I'm right around the corner. Pick of choice. Yeah. So good. Okay. I wonder if this one is going to be similar for you as the old bike or running. So if you could only pick one of these for the rest of your life, you have the- run. This isn't, this is not bike or running oh, okay. because I know that that would be easy for you. The question is mountains or ocean? Oh, mountains. Yeah. yeah that's not okay. hard. That's oh, not hard. Boo, that's yeah. I, l- I really do appreciate living by the ocean. I, n- I never thought I would. I think there was a point in my life that I wanted to go to the, um, to university by the ocean. But I always had intentions of moving back to the mountains. Yeah, that's definitely where my heart is. Yeah, I was getting worried last year pre-COVID when you were talking about moving back. I'm like, please don't. So I'm happy that you're (laughs) staying for a little while longer. Um, This is a very intellectual one. So this is pineapple on pizza, 
Hells yeah or hells no. Oh, if I can swear, fuck no. <laughs> this is like the most contentious issue in my relationship with my husband, Phil, is I do not agree with pineapple on pizza. What do you think? Oh, I'm with Phil. Oh, I love a bit of pineapple yeah. on my pizza. I love pineapple, but I don't want it next to my pizza. Like, I don't, I don't want it close to my pizza. <laughs> okay, well, I'll be sharing pizza with Phil That's then. It, yeah. <laughs> Okay, next one. What is your spirit animal? Oh, that's a great one. I mean, I, I kind of have to say dog. <laughs> I want it. Um, yeah, we. So I worked at a summer camp, and they actually give you a bit of like a spirit animal, and I kind of think that they gave me something like a deer. And oh, I did okay. actually identify that with with that for a little bit. There, it kind of made sense to me. Kind of lightly trotting through, and I don't know. They gave this really good description. I forget what it was, but. At, at a period of time, that kind of resonated with me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in another life, I was a dog, 100%. <laughs> I love it. And Kristen has two Border Collies, which I'm sure we'll come on to as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, this is a similar one. So favorite place in the world to adventure? I mean, I haven't been probably as many places as I'd like to. Um, but I guess my heart kind of lives back in Lake Tahoe. That's where I would love to do more adventuring. That's where I always loved to adventure. Um, so I'd probably say Lake Tahoe in that general region. You've certainly posted some beautiful photos when yeah. you've been back there. That's for sure. Cool. Um, next one. Currently reading. Oh, great. I'm rereading The Happy Runner by oh, Megan and David I put Roche. that out yesterday, yeah, funnily enough. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think this is like the third or fourth round that I'm going into it, and I always pick up something new. I just read Ken Follett's um, Pillars of the Earth, which is uh, it's like a 16th century. If anybody knows it, they're like, oh, my God, Ken Follett. So it feels super intense. They're like six or eight hundred pages long all of his books and I'm sorry to anybody who that's your favorite book ever but I I can't finish it like I'm at the end of it where everything is culminating and happening and I'm left at page you know I think I have 100 150 pages left and I just I can't do it so I started picking up the happy runner again going this is easy for me so is the Ken one a fiction book yeah 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 is it like a magical type thing no it's um excuse my ignorance yeah it's what is it about? It's it's all he writes really well. It's all these different stories um, of like building a cathedral. Um, I think it, I think it's based in England. See, it's all this stuff. I'm like, I mean, I kind of think this is what it's about. <laughs> but it's got like a prior in there. There's um, uh, like a builder, and then they kind of all they start off really individually, but then they all weave together. Like it's a beautifully written story. Um, yeah. But back but, to the happy runner. Yeah, back to the happy runner. <laughs> Fair enough. And then your final quickfire question is, tell me about one guilty pleasure that you have. Oh, I've seen The Office and How I Met Your Mother um, probably 40 times each. 40? Like, I don't know if it's actually 40. They, But they'll, like, run in the background for me. Like, I cannot... I will not get tired of those shows. Well, see, this is clicking now because we did a workshop together last week and you're like, oh, have you seen The Office? And you like quoted directly from something and I was like, well, I've seen it, but I don't know this particular moment. Yeah. So yeah, there it's we go. probably the biggest guilty pleasure. Yeah. That's but I'm not guilty about it at all. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyable. That's it. Cool. Okay, doke. So thank you for answering those. 
We are now going to go into some similar questions to the ones that you asked me. So we get some really good background on you and understand who you are and, and where you're coming from. So your origin story, you mentioned in those questions there, Lake Tahoe. How did you get from there to Alex Headlands? <laughs> We're uh, putting a, uh, a dress on, on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Uh, For security good. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't really live there. I'm just pretending. <laughs> it's a small enough, big enough place. Um, I started off in Walnut Creek, California. Um, I lived there until I was 18, so I went to high school and everything. I actually, I mean, I've always been pretty active. Um, Most of my athletic background started off as soccer. Um, So I did that up until, I'll call it freshman year, (laughs) but that's grade nine for anybody in Australia or um, kind of in England or UK area. Um, So yeah, I did a lot of soccer. Um, I did do swim team. Um, pretty much all throughout my childhood as well. I could pretty much walk there, um, walk to the pool. So I did that until I even did it in high school for a stint there. Um, And then I got into cross country and track. I was terrible at track. So I used track as an opportunity to like do different things. If anybody knows me, I'm not very tall. Like Sarah and I are probably the same height, like 5'4", 5'3", or something. Well, I say pushing 5'4". Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I would say the same thing, too. So we're, like, very much the same height. I tried to do hurdles, and, like, there was one race that I did the 100 meter. Usually I did the 300 because they were a little bit more spread out. I did the 100 meter that they were all really close together. And I literally, and I don't say literally a very American, like, all the time, but literally... I knocked over every single one of them. So I was always game to try new things, but it was very good. <laughs> I, without interrupting you too yeah, much there, I course. can relate on the hurdles. So I ran in like some Scottish athletics competition. For whatever reason, I was given the hurdles as my discipline. I was standing on the start line, dreading it because the hurdle seemed so high. And the official, as he walked in front of us, stood in front of me and said, would you like a ladder, love? <laughs> <laughs> And then the worst thing happened because it was like a qualifying round. But then so many people had issues, fell down, et cetera, et cetera. I made it to the next round and I remember my name coming up on the big board in the stadium and I was just like crying to my mom like I really don't want to do it again. (laughs) So there we go. That's hilarious. (laughs) I know the feels. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Um, But I was always better at doing the long distance. So even in swim team, nobody else wanted to do the 500 meter because it was just too long. So they're like, oh, we'll just chuck Kristen in there. Yeah, nice. I did the two mile in track, like anything longer stuff that was always my wheelhouse. Um, But I also did a lot of band. So Mm. I was the band kid. I wasn't great. I accidentally got like first chair in jazz band and symphonic band. So like accidentally, I was, come on. I was like okay, um, but so that what was were you playing? Trumpet. Okay. Yeah. Cool. If you ask Phil, I was way better than him. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Phil's my husband. He also played trumpet in high in school. Band, yeah. yeah, pretty funny. So yeah, I I grew up doing a lot of activity. Did like kind of did everything in high school, and then I went to UC Davis in California. I wanted to get far away, so I think like you mentioned in the um, original podcast as well, you wanted to go as far away from home as you can. That was my original intention, and I ended up an hour away from home. So I had applied to out of state stuff, but if anybody from America is listening, you know that it's quite expensive to go out of state. So there's all these residency things. So, um, 
yeah, I ended up getting into Davis again, kind of a fluke. Like I had, I got the admission back and I didn't tell anybody because I thought that they would send me an email back saying, oh, we're really sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> Kristen so is it, very humble <laughs> if no one is picking up on this. It was honestly like for me in senior year of high school, grade 12, that was a shock because it was a great school and I had no intention of going so close, but it kind of just worked out really well. So um, at Davis, I did a whole bunch of different things too. tried a little bit of everything. I joined a sorority for anybody who knows me is like super random, but I've got some great friends who, you know, came from that sorority as well. Um, Does a sorority have like a specific name? I, did, I, forget I was in um, Alpha Chi Omega. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> and you was like a list of, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta. Oh, here <laughs> we the go. Greek alphabet. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, joined a sorority. That was super random for me. Um, but that kind of, I had no idea how to make friends, right? Like you come in from high school, like how do you make friends? Even yeah. as an adult, it's pretty hard. So yep. that kind of felt like an easy way for me. I joined the marching band, so I was in that for a year. Oh so. my gosh, I want to see photos. Do you I've have got, like a little uniform? I did, yeah. yeah. So I had the plume on top with the big hat and things. And I was terrible. Like I couldn't actually move and play my trumpet at the same time. It was a lot harder yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Um, so yeah, I just did a little bit of everything. And then I played soccer with the Jewish fraternity and I actually played on their men's team. So we did like a, like a, um, a mixed men's and women's, but then they needed more players on their team. So I was the only female that played on the field with the guys as well. Wow. And how was that received? It was fine because they're like, oh, cool, you're, you've got a handicap, you've got a girl on the team. <laughs> okay. So I would come on the field, but then they were too scared to tackle and things. So I actually, it was like totally fine. <laughs> there was an incident, <clears throat> which I don't think about often, it just popped into my head. Um, because the guys, they'll, they'll belt that ball, right? So I was a defender um, on their team, and there was a guy who was going for goal. So he was, like, just going to – like, I, I literally think he was going to try and get the ball through me. That was his intention. And it went straight into my eye, and it split my eye open and looked probably more terrifying than anything. And I had blood dripping down my face. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. And the guys were like, no, 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 you need to go to hospital. That was just, yeah, that's something that random popped in. So anyways, throughout university, did a whole bunch of different stuff. I studied psychology, women's studies, and education. So I originally thought that I was going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I didn't really want to work with other people's children. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So in between my university, my summers were spent up at a summer camp called Mountain Camp, like very generic, but it was awesome. Um, So that's kind of where I figured out that I didn't really want to work with other people's kids. I like doing the outdoor aspect of it with them, but getting them in a classroom just felt really kind of sterile to me. Um, I liked, um, so like what I taught was um, like water skiing and wakeboarding and we had a ropes course I actually became the overnight coordinator so we would have the kids like kayak across the lake I would be the one in the big pontoon boat like kind of carrying everybody's stuff over but like these kids had never slept outside before so um yeah I kind of coordinated those overnights for them had s'mores like made a fire it'd be with the girls and the boys and you know the boys were talking about farts and stuff around the campfire which was awesome and the girls was like they had never started a fire before so we got to teach them all of that stuff that was really cool I liked that a lot I'm picturing like the classic U.S. 
holiday camp right now. Super, super classic holiday camp. Yeah. Like it was awesome. It was really cool. And mm-hmm. being on the West Coast as well. Um, West Coast, the summer camps ran, so you'd be there for like a week or two. Whereas the East Coast, you're kind of there for like six to eight weeks. So oh, wow. East Coast, and I, I never really understood the reason why, but East Coast uh, families, I think, were constantly working. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. the West Coast families, like I know, like I had soccer camp or cross country camp or other stuff. So you had to have like a week here and there. So yeah. you did a bit of everything. Um, so yeah, we'd only get the kids for about a week or two. Some kids stayed for four and that was like, whoa, okay, are these parents just dumping the kids? Yeah, like that felt time. different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very quintessential American. Yeah. Like, it was, awesome. yeah, it was great. Um, so that's where I met my husband, Phil. And that was during my third summer there. So I had just finished my junior year at Davis and and then met Phil. And I actually traveled with a friend throughout Europe. So it was kind of one of those, like, summer last minute hookup things. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very romantic picture yeah, that you paint. <laughs> yeah. And then we, I was, just, you know, both of us were like, all right, well, have a good life we didn't think anything else would have come from it but we kind of chatted throughout so I traveled Europe he traveled in America we just kept in contact and then um he came back and did another summer camp uh we did a ski season and then he ended up breaking his femur so Phil is Australian um so we we kind of were like you like what you mentioned of I started off on a um traveler visa going oh you know we'll stay here for a year and see how we go and here we are I think we're not 10 years we're I think actually about eight so we've been here for a while as well um so yeah we came here to kind of get Phil rehabbed and physioed and better and stuff we did a ski season down to Parisher for a year um Phil's from the coast which is what brought us here originally too yep and yeah one thing led to another, like, we actually, you mentioned my two Border Collies, the first one that we got, we found on Gumtree, we found a dog before we found the house, so we're like, okay, well, we've got the dog, we can't live in Phil's parents' apartment, so we've got to go buy a house, and that's literally just how we, like, that was just the series of events. And you didn't just find a dog, what is your dog's name? Bear, (laughs) Bear is now nine years old. So we've had him for a wonderful seven years. He's definitely getting into his Clooney era where he's definitely a bit more gray than he used to be. Yeah, but he's been a big um, running partner with me since my time on the Sunshine Coast as well. He certainly has. So yeah, we kind of just came here accidentally, like I think what happens with a couple of people and super easy and amazing place to live. So it's kind of, you know, we keep tossing it. Do we move? Do we not? It's yeah, there's no reason to move. So it's that's hard when you're in such a good spot. And you yeah. guys, you went back to the States to get married. We did, yeah. Yeah, so that was in 2016, so we're coming up to our five-year, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, 10 years together, which is crazy. Um, but that was awesome. So we had a whole bunch of Aussies come over. We were like one of the first people of our friend group to kind of get married. So everybody made the effort to go back for the wedding, which was great. It was awesome. Yeah, I have such a nice memory of that. Especially in COVID times, you just realize how special that is as well, right? Totally, yeah, Yeah. to not have to worry. We've got a few friends planning weddings. It's very different, yeah. Yeah, Nice, cool. So you've had, I do, I'm picturing like a really American high school university or school um, experience I love that it's so good um, and then so you talk about soccer you talk about track and swimming tell us a little bit about what you do now when it comes to movement and adventure 
I I like to do as much as I can, but most of it is on my two feet. <laughs> so whether that's like hiking, we went up to um, Lemington National Park last weekend, oh, that's one of my which favorites. was awesome. Yeah, so you had done Binnaburra. We had never done Binnaburra before. We had done the O'Reilly side. Um, also, side note, like there wasn't too much fire, like um, traces yeah, that looked in, like because um, the fire had just happened. September 2019 or something there was so much regrowth you couldn't really tell that there was a fire except that there just wasn't a lodge where there once was a lodge at yeah, top of the wow. hill yeah so for context Lamington National Park that Kristen's talking about is in the Gold Coast hinterland so not far from Brisbane if you use a city reference and they had really destructive fires that went through burnt down this old lodge that was there but it is pretty incredible how nature regenerates as well. So that's really good to hear. I'll have to make a trip. Yeah, cool. yeah, it'll be different. But for us, it was all new anyways. So, yeah, I, I mostly travel on my two feet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mostly running as much as I can or hiking if the hills are too steep or I'm too tired. Um, or snacking. Yeah, or snacking <laughs> or a bit of everything. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, I've been running my whole life. Like, I started off running with my parents when I was mostly for soccer. So we would get, be given soccer homework, and you had to do a 12-minute run. And they wanted you to do, like, two miles if you could in that 12 minutes, a six-minute mile. Like, yeah, it was pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. But we had this amazing, like, I am so grateful for where I grew up. We had this amazing open space area, and both my parents have just always been out. Like, they'll forever be, you know, probably 40 in my mind. They're now in their 60s. But they have just are always active and they got me out there all the time so when I had this you know 12 minute run I had to do mom and dad aren't sprinters by any means they're like it's all right we'll just double it but you can do a little bit longer and a little bit slower so mom would take me out for runs with like her girls group and I mean they would power up like I had to keep up with them they were awesome and so a lot of my time in high school um you know, in between cross country and track was just running with my parents. So, I mean, I remember we had Rips Trail, which was my favorite trail, just literally in our backyard. And it would be, it it was at the base of Mount Diablo, if anybody has any reference to that. And I mean, we've been out there for hours and it was classic old school. Like we didn't have any gear. Like, I don't even think we brought water looking back. And now we've got like gels and all this stuff. And I'm trying to reminisce with mom and she's got a terrible memory. Sorry, mom, I love you. (laughs) But like that was that was pretty gritty. Like I think back at that and think of what we do now with all of our gear and oh, you yeah. know bringing out snacks and stuff. Like we had none of that. But that's that's just how yeah I've always done kind of that long stuff. So that's what I really love doing now is long slogs. But I like to run fast too if I can, <laughs> and uh, and biking and swimming and anything that I that I can get into. You've always impressed me when it comes to I mean. Kristen has run a hundred kilometer distance, but also will happily, in my mind anyway, go for like a 10K hit out at a local race as well. And that's always impressed me because like I say, I get into or the whole oh, endurance, slow, <laughs> take it easy. So to then go for that hard hit out, like you're awesome. I absolutely love how you can do that. I really respect it. And it's really cool for me to hear as well how your parents shared that love with you. And obviously it's been like very influential in your life. What was your first ultra that you ran? Um, first ultra was 
black. Oh, actually, no, it wasn't. I, I knew I was hesitating. My first ultra was a 50K in Brisbane. It was the River Run 50K. Okay. That was terrible. <laughs> this is a road event. Is it that is, right? Yeah. It is. Ooh, it's yeah. like running next to the brown snake. <laughs> and what's the big area in Brisbane? Um, it's right next to... Anyways, it was in like a really high traffic area. And of course, they couldn't close it off. Like, I mean, there would have been all of maybe 50 to 100 people in this event so they couldn't close off the area Mm. and you'd have the option of doing um 5k out 5k back so you kind of had to like keep checking back in with the checkpoint or you could mix it up and do a two and a half k out two and a half k back so if you did that then you'd have to do that twice so I met up with these like couple older ladies um Peta and Julie who I now see still at like all these different events and stuff um, but that was a 50k and yeah coming off of that I'm like I just I don't think I really want to do road stuff anymore that was kind of my kickoff into it so I, I wanted to say black all because that's the first like memorable ultra for me in terms of like oh, that was that was awesome mm-hmm. so uh, river run was 2016 it was yeah just before I got married so 2016 because you have also run road marathons as well yeah yeah how many of those have you done I think I did sunny coast three times yeah maybe I think I did. Oh, and then I did Rainbow Beach Marathon once or something. That yeah. was awful. We remember. ran Rainbow Beach Trail yeah. Marathon the same year. I think that was I like. I remember. I had one, a fun year. You had Rainbow. a great year. Yeah. That was probably one of the worst pain cave experiences <laughs> I have ever had. It's pretty brutal with a long stretch of beach if you're suffering. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I do remember that because I remember passing you and being like, something is wrong. I should not be passing Kristen. <laughs> and I just looked over at you. I'm like, I am struggling. You're like, that's great. I'm having an awesome day. See you at the finish line. I'm like, oh, Sarah. I, but it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. I was very much in my smile every mile phase then, and I was having a ball. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, apologies for that. <laughs> very it supportive. I think everybody's got those days that you're feeling great, and you pass it when you're like, I wish I could help. I'm just feeling awesome. <laughs> But you have since covered a fair amount of mileage as well. What is the longest run that you've done? Uh, 100K throughout uh, Blackall, and I've done that twice. Yeah, you've done that twice. That's pretty awesome. And then with that in mind, I'm curious to know the answer because I know what your intentions were for this year. And I know that we talked in my interview about injury, etc. You have faced some challenges this year as well. What do you have coming up? What's what's happening for you right now? I'd like to do Black All again. And for anybody that um, knows Black All, it's up in the uh, Sunshine Coast hinterland. Um, I'd like to do that again in October if I can. I'm, I'm signed up for it, so I have a spot because it has sold it out. It has sold out, yeah. Which is amazing for Brett and the yeah, team. They put awesome. on a really good event. Um. But I'm just kind of taking it as it comes. So I dislocated my shoulder like five or six weeks ago or something. And um, how did you dislocate your shoulder, Kristen? Uh, I was just walking a dog. It, it was nothing sexy. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is like a medium size, like normal dog. But it was just stoked to be in for daycare. So I, I work at a dog training facility, if anybody doesn't know that. Um, and I was just literally moving dogs. Even thinking back, I'm, I don't know if there's anything that I actually would have changed about what I would have done. It was just wrong place, wrong time. But it turned out to be best case of a bad situation. There's no surgeries or anything. But I'm, I did an 8K run yesterday, which would have been a normal, like it would have been a less than normal kind of midday run or midweek run for me um, is now kind of my long run. So I'm just coming back from it as well. So we'll see 
what kind of training I can string together. <laughs> like I trust I know the incredible base that you have and we still have time. Can I ask how your headspace is with it though? Because it is challenging when you have a big goal. I know you've run Black Hole a couple of times. You love it. I don't know if that Western States lottery ticket element is still in there for you, but I know that previously has been a big thing. How has that setback felt? And yeah, I guess what advice would you have for anyone who's facing a similar kind of situation? Because it happens, that's for sure. Totally. Yeah. Like as of like, I've probably also been dealing with a bit of plantar fasciitis for probably like when I honestly look back probably two or three years, but I've only let it come into recognition in the past year. It's that amnesia, right? (laughs) Oh, totally, totally. So um, I remember the run on Anzac Day in 2020 um, that I felt great running, and then the rest of that day and the next day, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, this is just too much pain. So I really tried to do a bit of a comeback. I spent a lot of time on the bike trying to get back up my fitness and stuff but it just like I couldn't string it together for blackout last year and then yeah with the shoulder dislocation like sometimes I feel like I'm the worst person to ask because I think we all go through those struggles as well I'm a terrible injured person and I think it's because like you I just love movement so much that's kind of part of my mental health strategy is if I can't move it really makes me question a lot of things but then once I do start moving again it gets me like I'm so grateful for it and I take it with a a lot more um I guess it holds a bigger place for me knowing that it has been taken away so I guess any sort of uh advice that I could give to other people and probably to myself is very (laughs) much like what you said is it's just patience like you'll get better it's just a, a passing thing Um, I was listening to Megan and David Roche's podcast the other day and Megan was saying, you know, in the middle of injuries or in the middle of like even just a really hard set to say, yes, thank you. So it's acknowledging that this is happening to you. It's okay that thank you aspect of it, but also to recognize that it's going to pass as well, right? Whether you are in great shape and you're just struggling through a hill rep, you're going to get to the top. It's going to be fine. And then if you're stuck in the middle of injury, yes, thank you. Like, yep, sucks. You're in it. It's okay. You've got a body that can heal and can move and you will get through that injury. So it's that patience. I think that I should take a little bit of my own advice as well. Oh, I think we can all relate to that. Like that. Yes. Thank you idea. I'm like, yeah, that's so beautiful. And then I think of myself in the midst of it. And yeah, when I broke my ankle, my coach just saying, look, just sit down and like practice gratitude towards this, like write 10 things that this has made you grateful for. And I was just like, "Hmm, number one, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd rather not be here. So it's like, it's okay. Totally, totally. And recognizing that in our sports, no matter what we're doing, I think it's always going to be something. It's not, it's not if it's when. So it's just recognizing that you're in that spot. Yeah. Yeah. And you certainly, I mean, when I look at your life, you have a lot of things going on as well. You mentioned you work for a dog training facility. So I would like to talk about the most important things in our life. You have a family of four. So there's you and (laughs) Phil and then Bear, who we've already mentioned. And then I feel bad. Poor Moose. He's always the last one to get a shout. (laughs) We love him. He's our special boy. (laughs) Moose is my other board collie. He, for a long time, has been the forgotten child. Of 
horse. <laughs> and I say that as if he's a, an actual person. He is a dog. I just want to reiterate, I named my dogs Bear and Moose, not my children. Um, and Moose always gets forgotten about. But he's, like, pulling his weight pretty, you know, lately. He's been coming on runs and wanting to get up. And he'll still, like, so I, we've got this morning ritual. We take him out and they use the toilet. But Moose just sits there like, Gonna, I'm going to use this as an excuse to take a break later. So I love Moose's energy when he comes for a run as well because he is so much just in the way of like, we'll get there. It's fine. Bear's like, oh, we need to get there as fast as we can. But Moose kind of keeps Bear and me in a good headspace as well. So I'm actually really digging Moose's vibes as he comes running with us. Yeah, so I Moose's love vibe. <laughs> I think you've described Moose before as like a cat or a kitten yes, or something because yeah. of his attitude. And it's just... It's the contrast to bear because to put it into perspective, I think I'm right in saying you run a 50 kilometer trail specific dog race with bear. Is that yes, right? Yes. And then which discipline did Moose enter? The 10. The 10 with Phil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you did really good. <laughs> we love them both. And goodness me, I wish for a lot of Moose sometimes when I'm dealing with my puppy. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, okay, so just going back to running and adventure, I have my fingers and toes crossed for you that you can race at Blackhall this year and trust that you will be able to if it's the right thing. And race, very loose term. I'd like to participate. Okay. <laughs> Kristen's still a pretty competitive runner, but we can go for participate. That's fine. Um in terms of something outside of a race, do you have any big adventures planned or like what's your dream adventure and it could be as simple as like a single overnight or a single run somewhere but do you have like a dream vision of being somewhere I think Phil and I have been talking recently about like just trying to get out a little bit more so I think short term for us just to be able to after work because we're both just like we're just crazy busy sometimes so for us to be able just to be a little bit better about making the most of our weekends like the weekend warrior type mentality um, you know, just going for a night somewhere, even if it means going at six o'clock after work and especially in the wintertime when it's already dark and just taking headlamps a kilometer off the trail to be able to, you know, wake up the next morning somewhere different. Um, I think that would be short term for us of just trying to get out a little bit more and taking advantage of what we've got. And then long term stuff, I, I would like to like race wise, I would love to again, participate in Western states because that's like kind of where I would, where I grew up in Walnut Creek, but we spent so many of our weekends up at, you know, North Lake Tahoe. So all those trails are just unreal. And to be able to run down into Auburn would be epic and top it off to have my family. Like that would be amazing to have them at the finish line with me. But like even more than that, like my dad would probably come and pace me as well, yeah, which would be epic. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would expect kind of like mom to be at all of the different checkpoints. Like that just would be an amazing experience. And then to do, even if I don't get a chance to race it, just to be able to maybe do like an event on my own kind of thing like that. Um, have you have you run on a lot of the trails that are part of that? Yeah, race? yeah. I mean, I've skied probably a lot of those oh, trails yeah, as well. Yeah, because yeah. it goes through uh, Olympic Valley. Um, the yeah, it, like through Squaw Valley. That's where Phil and I did our ski season and stuff. So that was like home home mountain for us. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, there's a lot of different stuff that kind of would be amazing to do out in those um, mountains. Again, that's just where my heart is, I think. So that's what keeps pulling me back there for a lot of that big, scary, epic stuff. 
And yeah. likewise, I mean, you said similar to me, but I really see your joy when you're out in that environment as well. And I love that. And I'm wondering now whether my quick fire question should have been, if you can only ski or only run for the rest of your life, oh, that is, tough. is that a better one? Yeah, we haven't skied for a long time. So I don't even think I would, you know, it, and then you go through these identity crisis, you know, am I even a skier anymore? But then you get back on the mountain and you're like, oh yeah, definitely. I love this. I like the idea of doing a lot more ski. So we've even talked about maybe going down to the Australian Alps and doing a bit of ski camping as well. So oh, yeah. like hike out from Troopy, for example, and sleep somewhere, um, which would be amazing. So stuff like that really excites me too. Yeah. Can you take the doggos or I guess national park? Nah, yeah, national uh, park. So they've got to stay here. But if it wasn't national park, would you take them? Yeah, I'm I'm naughty. I'll take them a lot of places they're not supposed to yeah. go. <laughs> but national park is pretty pretty strict clear yeah Yeah. yeah. okay that's pretty cool um all right so I'm conscious of time is there anything else that you would like to share I have one more question which is tell me something that I do not know about you and then if there's anything else that you want to chat about I mean I would you know I play ukulele you do play ukulele, and I'm excited for that as well because yeah. you're going to be hearing Kristen playing her ukulele yeah. too. Um, something don't know. I don't know. I guess you've already told me about the marching band as well, which I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, I like kind of let out all my secrets. <laughs> I do want to see photos of that. What color was like your uniform? We so all universities in California are blue and gold ah, okay. as their um, colors. So we were blue and gold and white. Yeah. And do you still play trumpet or anything? Or? I don't have the chops for it. Nah, you, you need the time and energy and, like, all those muscles that we use for running. For Like, I'm sure it would be picked up pretty quickly, but, like, trumpet muscles. Mm. Yeah. See, this is the stuff that I do not know about at all. Yeah. I played the flute for a very short length of time, and I'm not musical flute. at all. Ah, yeah, no. <laughs> I think my play is a very least term. <laughs> You participated. I participated well. holding yeah. a flute. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I've always really been into dogs, but I think that's probably not a surprise. We had a dog growing up named Dippy who went with oh. all of our runs for us. So she was, we named her Dipstick after um, the 101 Dalmatians, the dog that like, I think it looked like they had put black at the end of the tip. She had a white tip at the end of her tail. And, you know, all of us, are, I was the oldest of the three of my siblings and I think I was 10 so like that's the best name that we could come up with was what sort of dog was she she was a mix between a beagle and a chocolate lab and she actually had parvo when she was a puppy oh my gosh. so she like nearly died I would come home from grade two and like be like is is Dippy still here so she was a trooper and then she was so stubborn like you talk about Ness being like a little terrorist like mm. Dippy got out she would just be gone because we would take her for these huge runs and so she knew how to get to the open space area from our house so she would get out and then go for a bit of an adventure we'd all be like all right well maybe this is the end of Dippy like you know there were foxes and stuff out there <laughs> and then she would just come home like cool you guys have dinner for me <laughs> I'd be like, where were you? Um, so I've always loved dogs. She was like a terrible first dog. We did everything wrong, but it was awesome. I have good memories of her. Yeah, good companions. Yeah. You reminded me of a topic we'll have to cover at some point, which when you talk about foxes is wildlife. Yeah. The different stuff we deal with here versus your bears, et cetera, in North America. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what about in Scotland? What, what do you guys have to deal with there? Uh, just Besides the, the haggis yeah. and the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> the haggis. What that, is haggis? It's, um, it's a little creature that 
uh, has two short legs and two long legs, which makes it really well adapted to hill climbing. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Is this like a drop bear? This is very like a drop yeah, bear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it's actually a food substance and it involves a sheep's stomach. So. <laughs> that what it is yeah it is not yeah. for your for the vegan listeners that's for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool well um where can our listeners find you online Kristen? um really easy just Kristen Vaughton on the old insta i'm very irregular sometimes i post three times a week sometimes i post once every three months so. when you post though it tends to be pretty cool it's either adventuring with phil and troopy and the doggos or out running or yeah i'm always happy to see your post pop yeah, up that's for sure yeah, few and far between but trying to do more cool stuff to be able to post but also at the same time i like having some stuff of my so- of our own too. Yeah, Phil's not super into social media, for example. So yeah, that's right because you were up at Lady Elliot, uh, no, Heron, Heron Island, Heron. Yeah. and there were no posts. I'm like, I want to see yeah, what they're doing, but yeah. I get it. Privacy in, is a special thing as well. Yeah, I guess now in 2021, everybody, and I think I'm conscious as well too. There's a bit of that mental health aspect that plays in for some people. Like we go through stuff that's. You know, everybody does. It's never fun. And it's a little bit of that square mentality of like, oh, man, everybody's living their best life. The comparison trap. Yeah. And yeah. it's not always the case. So no, I think there's a little bit in the back of my head only because I feel like I've gone through a bit of that of comparing myself to others. So I just never. Yeah, I'm not overdone. I would probably say on social media, but always happy to be in contact with. <laughs> it's a pretty healthy approach, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, that was super that was fun. scary. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, cool. Well, All right. We'll see you guys next time. Indeed. Thank you, Kristen. Thanks for listening to another episode of Into the Wee Hours podcast. To get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at Into the Wee Hours podcast or email us at Into the Wee Hours podcast at gmail.com. Sarah is all the gear, nay idea, and that is N-A-E for all you non-Scots people. And Kristen is at Kristen Vaughton on Instagram. To read the show notes or to find out more about fast packing and bike packing workshops, visit intothewehours.com or follow at intothewehours on Instagram and Facebook. Happy adventuring and we'll talk to you next time.